0: Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield podcast. Let me say quickly that we have got construction completely around us here in our Nashville studio. We're grateful from it for it from a uh, real estate perspective. We are not happy about the noise. It doesn't bother us while we're recording these podcasts. We hope it doesn't bother you because it's gonna keep on going anyway. I want to talk to you about a prediction that I made that Trump could very well win this next presidential election and do it now because we are just. just. Just about three months out as I record this podcast, you may recall that some months ago, I made the rather radical prediction that it is possible, very possible, that Trump could win the next his his second presidential race. And I know that that's surprising. Believe me, I'm not I'm not saying that because I'm a rabid Trump fan. I'm saying it because the electoral math shows it might be possible because there are some factors that could dramatically change uh, in the next three months that could help. Him because uh, Joseph Biden, with all respect, is a weak candidate, and uh, some of the issues are now in our society do not help Joe Biden. They do help Donald Trump. So let's dive into this a little bit and examine this. Let me say, first of all, that I might very well be wrong. And I'm, I'm fine to be wrong, but I might very well be wrong because right now, Donald Trump is setting himself on fire. Uh, he is harming himself almost every day. It's pretty stunning. Uh, For example, as you all know, Congressman uh, Lewis, just John Lewis, just recently passed away, uh, though I disagree with him on a whole host of issues. What a noble good uh, warrior for civil rights this man was. Uh, Couldn't disagree with him more on some of the core issues of American politics, still respected his character, respected his treatment of people, respected the fact he put his body on the front line. So anyway, that's where I am. You would think... Think by the way that given the way this man was going to be honored, he died just as the riots were hitting heights. He died during a time of reexamined racism. Uh, he dies died during a time when some other civil rights leaders died. Uh, it was it was huge, and I believe that even if he was my political opponent, I'm saying let's say I was in Congress or the Senate. Let's say that I was president, even though he would have been and he would have been given my political views. uh, We would have been on opposite sides of the aisle. I would have honored him for all the reasons that I have just said. I would have gone to his funeral and offered to speak. I would have attended the funeral. I would have honored him as I could. I would have gone to the U.S. Capitol as he lay in state. I would have done those things. Donald Trump did none of them. In fact, when he was asked if he would go just just to to salute the body when it lay uh, in state there in the U.S. Capitol, he said, no, I'm not going, no. Very insistent, very harsh, said almost nothing about Lewis in his tweeting, which is, as you know, know, almost like an addiction, Uh, did not attend the funeral, did not attend um, any of the ceremonies, did not say very much at all. Why? Why? Let me be very crass with you. Uh, Even though that should have been done as a matter of honor, just at a political level, he should have done it just at a political level, just to gain points, uh, just to not be on the wrong side of history, just to win the next election. There are things that your advisors are telling you to do just to win. He should have done it. Okay, the next thing that Donald Trump is doing right now to set himself on fire is that he's beginning to make noise about the presidential election coming up, not being legitimate. Uh, He's answering questions in hesitant ways about whether he will actually uh, observe the judgment of the people in this next election. In other words, if you're voted out of office, sir, will you leave? And And his answer to those questions is hesitant. Well, that's not good. Uh, first of all, he has. And he's also been talking, by the way, about moving the presidential election, moving Election Day. Well, he doesn't have the authority to do that. Um, and, and by the way, if he resists leaving office because, uh, because he doesn't think the election is legitimate, I mean, U.S. troops will show up at the White House and drive him out. That's That sounds extreme, but that's exactly what will happen. Uh, only Congress can move an election, and they're not going to. And second of all, th- this is not the call of a president to, to decide not to leave office. So I don't think Trump's actually going to do this if he loses, uh, but making noise about it helps him lose. Nobody thinks that's legitimate, from the Joint Chiefs down to to the, you know the janitor of the local high school, no one uh, thinks that this is legitimate, and he will be removed from office forcefully, which you know he may be trying to force. I don't know, but by talking about it, he's being absurd. Um, so he is continually, I would say another uh, thing, another thing that in this category was him commuting the sentence of uh, Roger Stone. Now, Roger Stone, whatever you may think of him as a political operative, and there's no question, he was highly effective in helping getting Trump elected. The fact of the matter is that he committed crimes that are indisputable. He committed crimes that are indisputable. And yet, Trump thought that his his sentence was harsh. So while he has not uh, exonerated him, he has commuted his sentence. So, So Roger Stone doesn't serve his sentence, even though he is still a convicted felon. Well, Um, You know, a legal process could have worked that out without Trump stepping in and commuting this man's sentence. This man is a cootie. Uh, This man is not a moral man, not an ethical man, not a great man. He's a hardcore um, baseball bat to the knees kind of political operative. Yes, Trump likes him, hired him. But I'm not sure he should have sullied himself with this man's situation three months out from a presidential election. So these are examples of what Donald Trump is doing to be highly impolitic, in my opinion, in some cases show some low character, uh, and harm himself politically. Now, some of you are going to say, well, Stephen, it sounds like you're making a case for Trump losing. Well, I'll still say a couple of things uh, in defense of the possibility that Trump could win. Number one, uh, all of the situations that I've just described will dissipate in public memory fairly quickly. People are not going to hold grudges over Roger Stone, I mean, Bill Clinton, uh, you know, basically forgave his own uh, brother's sentence, you know, um, and pardoned his own brother and his brother was dealing drugs. So, you know, th- there's there's precedence for this and people don't get too worked up about it. They're not going to get that worked up about Roger Stone and they'll forget about Trump's lack of involvement in any of the funeral arrangements or any of the events honoring uh, John Lewis. Uh, in fact, they may have been grateful he didn't show up. So those things will dissipate. Even his even his mishandling of coronavirus and time will dissipate. Uh, Even his mishandling of the of the riots right outside the front door in Lafayette Park, there, uh, front door of the White House. I mean, none of that's going to permanently hurt him. What's going to help him? are two things. Number one, the more there are riots, the more Seattle and and, uh, Portland are on fire, the more you have uprisings of radicals, the more the Democrats seem to side with the radicals, the more you have um, an impetus on the Democratic side of defunding the police and encouraging protesters, as happened at the John Lewis funeral, by the way, Uh, the more Donald Trump is going to take the Richard Nixon approach of being the law and order candidate, of being the one who will shut down the riots, of being the one who will make sure that your children are safe when they go to church or school or the mall. Uh, That will go far with a majority of the American people as you may know, Trump had lost some support among evangelicals. He had lost a little bit of his basis support because while they did expect him to be bombastic, they didn't expect him to be incompetent. And he has been on a number of fronts. But the one thing that will cause them to stay with him is that he is the law and order president, that he is funding the police, that he is making sure we are safe, that he is making sure that radicals don't own the streets. And that's a concern of a lot of people today. It's even concern of a lot of people who aren't going to the microphone to say so in public life. So that law and order issue is on Trump's side. Every time the average American turns on the television and sees a section of Portland being owned by Antifa or sees crazies in Seattle, uh, you know, doing nutsy things and destructive things and destroying stores and private property and what have you, and really having no case to make and shooting each other and being ridiculous. um, Well, I'm going to tell you that people say, well, I'd tell you what, I'd rather have a, a, a guy like Trump than someone who's going to fan these flames and encourage these radicals. And that is a huge factor. I would suggest to you uh, that in the early 70s, uh, that I'm sorry, yeah, in the early 70s, that's what won Richard Nixon the presidency, is that he was the law and order guy. And Trump is wrapping himself in that garment and it will work for him. But the other reason I I want to come back to, and I, and I do mean respect, because as I said in my earlier podcast, I think there's a lot to like about Joseph Biden. The fact is he's a very weak candidate. He's a little slow out of the blocks. Um, he's got a very mixed history when it comes to everything from race to, to just every, everything that's in contention right now. Um, He's not going to do well in debates. He's not going to do well on the campaign trail if they ever get back to the campaign trail. Uh, He's not, I say this with love, the brightest bulb in the pack. Um, And uh, he's a man who is already dithering on a great many of his positions. So he's going to be a very weak candidate. The main reason he might get a pass is that when you don't have uh, two campaigns having big public rallies competing with each other, um, the weaker candidate. It, the guy who's less dynamic, the guy who's less bombastic, the guy who's less articulate can win the day, can, can really rise and do better than they would have otherwise. And that's going to work in Biden's uh, favor so he's the older candidate he's a, a bit uh, weaker physically we, we 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 that's been admitted by the campaign um he's not super quick mentally uh he sometimes doesn't know what city he's in we all do that when you travel a lot i can tell you i've gotten up in the morning and said what city am i in in this hotel i'm lost um that's it's, it's not a matter of age or dithering but uh, he at least doesn't have the wisdom to know not to speak to, um, you know, you know, the joke the rock stars say, good night, Cleveland. And they're actually in Dallas. You know, that's he's actually done that. And so these kinds of mistakes just add to the idea that at 80, when he's the president, he's not going to be very, very sharp. And then there's another factor, which I consider to be a positive, and a lot of Americans won't. That is, he's committed to put a woman in the vice presidency, all for that. But I think he's also committed uh, to put an African-American woman in the vice presidency. Now, I think that's phenomenal. But there is a segment of American society that will not like both of those decisions. Um, and of course, then of course, won't like the person because they're politically Democrat in the, to begin with. So... Just be aware that whoever you choose as your vice president has positives and has negatives. Uh, And a woman, an African-American woman, and a Democratic woman, and most of the women that he's considering are further to the left of him, this is going to cause some problems. So... I think Donald Trump has a shot. Now, I want to say again, he is setting himself on fire every day, making bad decisions, not just politically, but from the standpoint of the of the, of the presidency. He is not being a good, a strong, a valiant president at this point. Um, but I'll leave it to you to decide if he has been at all during this administration. But I will say to you again... At this point, with three months out, Donald Trump does still have a chance to win. He's rising in the polls. His approvals are in the mid-40s by most polls. It's pretty good. Um, He gets lower numbers for handling certain situations. And he's as much as 10 points behind Biden in most of the major trusted polls. But that's easy to make up. And that's with Biden sitting in his basement, sitting out, sending out basically press releases and Trump having to lead through some of the toughest time in American history. So if things level off in the next three months, if we get a vaccine, if the virus, if herd immunity somehow kicks in and works and things begin to settle back, if we can regain some of the economy, uh, et cetera, if we have some Supreme Court decisions that um, the court goes more in the direction that Trump wanted when he appointed the two justices he got to appoint, well, this is all going to work in his favor. We'll have to see. All I'm saying is there is a chance. Keep your eye on it. Let's keep talking about it. Let's have a little fun with it. And always, let's be praying for our country. Stephen Mansfield is a New York Times best-selling author, a popular speaker, and a frequent faith and culture commentator on Fox and CNN. His groundbreaking books on faith and society include The Faith of George W. Bush, The Search for God in Guinness, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men, and Lincoln's Battle with God. Learn more at stephenmansfield.tv.